are listening to Law and Gospel Wednesday Bible Study on March the 18th in the Lord 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and the Bible study we're going to be looking at is from John chapter 8. Last week, we also looked at John chapter 8, and we had begun with verse 31, where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, saying, The truth will set you free. They answered him, saying, and this is in verse 33 of John 8, We're offspring of Abraham. We've never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And then Jesus says that if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. In verse 37, we remember he said, I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. And so we're going to be taking a look, beginning with verse 39 of John chapter 8, to learn more about Jesus during this season of Lent. They answered him. Now, these are like the Pharisees who can show they came from Abraham, offspring of Abraham, and they say, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you are Abraham's children, you will be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. Now, what's Jesus referring to? Well, he had come to Abraham and said, you and Sarah will have a baby, even though Sarah was past childbearing age. And guess what? Abraham believed it. And he was accounted as righteous, not because of his obedience, but because of the faith that he had relying the promise of God. So you're not like Abraham, because I'm telling you what I've heard from the Father, and you're denying it. In fact, verse 41, you are doing the works of your father did. They said to him, we are not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Now, what are they talking about? Well, it was well known that Mary had been pregnant out of wedlock, at least from their point of view. They did not believe, of course, that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of a virgin, Mary. They just assumed that Joseph had had relations with Mary prior to their becoming married. And so they're saying to Jesus, well, we weren't born of sexual immorality like you are. We have one father, even God. So they believe that God is their father. In fact, they thank God 
in a parable, if you'll remember, that they did not have to be like those tax collectors. And when they were not like those tax collectors, guess what? They believed that they were going to heaven. So Jesus says to them, and by the way, uh, they do use the word theos, which is the word for God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. Well, once more we find another verse where Jesus makes it clear that he is divine. In fact, is it not the Gospel of John that we hear at the very beginning? John begins his Gospel in much the same way that Genesis. Remember, in the beginning... And Genesis talks about the creation of the world by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, and the Word was God. So, in the very same gospel where Jesus is saying to the Pharisees that I came from God, I have God's word, and you're not listening to him, you would love me. And I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Now, how do we know that God sent him? Well, it's found throughout the Old Testament, particularly in Daniel chapter 7, God the Father is sitting on a throne. He's called the Ancient of Days. And he sends the Son of Man to the earth to redeem sinners. And that Son of Man, Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man. He is therefore God. So he says, if God were your Father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. He's talking about his incarnation. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. So before the foundation of even the universe, the Holy Trinity had decided that, yes, they would create the universe, create humanity, but man would fall into sin, and therefore the second person of the Trinity would be sent by God the Father, to save the world. Verse 43, Why do you not understand what I say? Well, that's an interesting question Jesus asks, because apart from faith, nobody can understand what Jesus says. He answers his own question. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you care to hear my word. Why can't they bear to hear the word of the Father? And then comes a really important verse 44. You 
are of your father, the devil. And the Greek word there is diabolos. And we learn later in Revelation, that's the serpent in the garden. And your will is to do your father's desires. You see, apart from faith from Jesus Christ, they do not have the fulfillment of what King David asked for. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. No, they only have the will of the devil. They're in the kingdom of Satan. That's why we often talk about that it's a kind of a exorcism that takes place when we baptize an infant. An infant is baptized, and we consider that an exorcism. Why? Because the child is moving from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. So, Jesus is making clear. And he also, therefore, explains why they want to kill him. Also in verse 44, he was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. Now, when people think about when was the devil a murderer, they're probably thinking about Cain, who killed his brother Abel. Remember, in Genesis 4, verse 1, Eve thinks that Cain is the Messiah, the promised Savior, but he's instead the first murderer. But I don't think that that's really what Jesus is talking about, because what was told to Adam and Eve, if they would eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which they did, that at that time they would die. Now, in the Bible, we've often mentioned this, Hebrew and Greek words often have more than one meaning, like the word Torah or nomos in the Greek means law, and it's got about a dozen different meanings. It can refer to the Ten Commandments. It can refer to the ceremonial law, the moral law. It can refer to civil law. It can refer to laws of nature. Uh, it can refer to many things, and you learn that from looking at the context. So if the word law is used, and it's in the context that Moses brought the law down from Mount Sinai, then we know that the word law means the Ten Commandments. However, this is also true with the idea of being a murderer. Because he did not believe the truth, the devil, and thought he could overcome it, he told Adam and Eve that they would be like God if they would eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was a lie because they wouldn't be God, but they would now know the distinction between good and evil. Remember, they went and hid themselves. And therefore, one can say that the temptations of the devil led to the spiritual death. See, this is where the word death can have different meanings. It can refer to the death 
of a physical nature where the body goes into the ground, or it can refer to spiritual death. Jesus talks about the walking dead, namely unbelievers who do not believe in him. So the devil murdered, in a sense, Adam and Eve as they fell into his temptation because he has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. Be aware of that. Every time you are tempted by the devil, he's always doing it on the basis of a lie. I've just never understood why people shoot themselves up with drugs. Now, I can understand sometimes you have surgery and then you get a particular drug, but why would anyone want to be doing that if they didn't get addicted to it? Well, because they have a depressing life and they hear, yeah, this will give you a high. You'll feel a lot better. And they get to the point where they're even stealing money from their parents. And there are many occasions when those addicted to drugs have murdered their parents in order to get money. When he lies, Jesus is referring to the devil, and we're looking at, again, verse 42. When he lies, this is verse 44, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a father of lies. Now that's kind of interesting that the devil is the father of lies. And God uses Jesus, the same word father, pater, as the Pharisees said, we have Abraham as our pater. And Jesus talks about God as the true father. So the devil just cannot lie. An unbeliever cannot do any apparently good work from our point of view that is not out of self-interest. Verse 45. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. You see, this is really important, that chapter 40, uh, verse 45. Because when Jesus says, you will not believe me, he uses the word for faith. Once more, I, I don't see how anyone can read the Bible and not end up with a conclusion that believers are saved through trusting the promises of the gospel, not by obeying the demands of the law. So, I'm telling you the truth. You do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin. Even Pontius Pilate came to the realization that Jesus could not be convicted of sin. He wanted to wash his hands of it. If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? And then in verse 47, we're getting back to the previous verses. Whoever is of God Hears the words of God. And once more, 
we have that word for here, akul, which has different meanings in the Bible. Sometimes, like you hear thunder. Other times, you hear the word of God. Hearing thunder means that your ears are just attuned to the noise. Hearing the word of God means much more than you can repeat what somebody said about the word of God. No, it means to hear the word of God means you believe the word of God. And so Jesus now gives the reason why they are not really hearing and believing the words of God that he is speaking. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Well, the Jews are really angry at him now. Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Now, that doesn't mean they really believed Jesus was a Samaritan. They, they knew he was Jewish. But being a Samaritan meant, really, that they're putting him in a ca category of people that are despised. So it would be like uh, me saying about someone... Boy, yeah, he, he, he works for the mob. That's the way he acts. Now, he may not be working for the mob, but he's got that kind of a personality. And so in that sense, they believed he was a Samaritan, bad category of people, and he also has a demon. Now, that's really interesting, that they are saying that even though Jesus says that the devil, the demon, is their father, they're now accusing Jesus of having a demon. Now, they're not using the word diabolos, the devil, but another word, daimonium, which means demon. In other words, he's a messenger of Satan. Jesus doesn't fool around. Verse 49, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Now comes the real difference between the believer and unbeliever, and Jesus uses himself as an example. Yet, verse 50, I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Well, what does that mean? I mean, how many of our believers in Christ have died. Well, what's Jesus talking about? That you will never see death. Well, we're back to that situation where Jesus is using the word death in a different way. He's not talking about physical death. In fact, John talks about that two chapters later in the death of Lazarus uh, when he meets Martha on the road 
Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Well, there the word die is used in two times in that verse. And I'm reading from verse 26 of John 11. What does he mean? Well, the first die is even if you die, that means have physical death, you will live again because your body will be restored to your soul that is already in heaven at the moment of your death, awaiting the rejoining of your body. And therefore, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. What's he talking about? He's talking about that spiritual death, that eternal death. Those unbelievers in hell have a consciousness and they are living, but from God's point of view, they have become dead to sin. So, Jesus isn't seeking his own glory. That's in contrast to every unbeliever that only does works out of their own glory to make themselves look good. The way we kind of summarize that a lot of times on Law and Gospel is they do it out of self-interest to make themselves look good. But then Jesus says, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. And that word to keep in the uh, uh, original language is a word means to attend to something carefully. Like if somebody gives you a new camera, well, you'll want to keep it safe. You won't want to throw it around. You won't want to drop it when you hit the right buttons and this sort of thing. Well, that's what Jesus is talking about. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Now, the Pharisees are really confused. They say to him, now we know you have a demon. This is verse 52. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus says, if I glorify myself, if I do these things, to make myself look good in front of you. My glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God, but you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your Father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Now the Jews are really confused who are unbelievers. 
You're not even 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? And then Jesus says it. Verse 58. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Wow. Abraham was, I am. And guess how the Greek is. It's not emi, which means I am. It's ego emi, the I in front of it, I, I am. That's the name of God that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai during the burning bush. This is amazing. Jesus refers to himself as God. So they picked up stones to throw at him, just hid himself, and went out of the Why were they picking up stones? Because to say that you are God is really a way of blaspheming. So John chapter 8, taking a look at it, anybody who thinks that Jesus never says that he is God really needs to read this passage carefully. And we believe it because God says it. On tomorrow's Law and Gospel, we'll be with Wes Reimnitz in talking on a subject of interest. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.